encouragement and empowerment for the people of God and I'm so glad that you've joined on today I am prophetess Amina Campbell and again this is Eve's Corner today our topic is power purpose and praise in the coming year again that's power purpose and praise in the coming year and we'll be coming from the book of Psalms We'll be reading Psalm number 146 in its entirety if you have your Bible. Again, that's Psalm number 146. And I'll give you a moment to get there as we bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now, God, for our many blessings. And God, we thank you for how you've watched over us and kept us. God, not just on last night, God. Not just on this year, God, but down through the years, God. We thank you, God, for watching us and keeping us. For, because it could have been another way. God, we know that we could have been dead and sleeping in our graves like many of our family members who have passed on. We know, God, that you saw fit for us to be here. For it's your will, it's your purpose, and it is your plan for us to be here at this very time, at this very hour, to be living in this moment, God, for a work that you have ordained and set before us, God. And we thank you now, God, as you give us more wisdom and knowledge and understanding of your plan for our lives on today. God, we pray now that you bless everyone that is connected to this ministry. God, meet every need. Fill every void, God. Lift up every bowed down head, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we trust you because we already know, Lord, that you are our healer. You are our deliverer. God, you are our restorer. And we glorify you in advance, God, because your record is already good with us. We glorify you in advance, God, because you keep your promises. We glorify you in advance, God, because you cannot lie and you watch 
over your word to perform it. So we thank you now, God, that every promise that you have set in place for us, God, it will manifest in the natural as it is in the heavens. We thank you in advance, God, for the move of your spirit on today, even through this show, God, that your people will feel your presence, God, as your word comes forth with clarity and with understanding. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, again, we are going to Psalm number 146, talking about power, purpose, and praise in the coming year. I'll be reading today from the New King James Version of the Bible. Again, that's the New King James Version. So if your translation is a little bit different, that's fine. I know that many of you, most people probably read from the King James Version, but sometimes reading other translations helps us to get a better understanding. And that's what we want to make sure that we do on today is get an understanding of the word, not just read uh, to just to run our eyes across words. Amen. But to get an understanding of what it is that God is saying to his people. Amen. Beginning at verse one. The Bible reads, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul, while I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not put your trust in princes, nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs. He returns to his earth. In that very day, his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keep truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God for that scripture on this morning. If we didn't hear anything else, I'm sure we heard the first and the last verse, which is praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to be looking at some objectives today. We're going to study and get an understanding of the word of God so that we can be better prepared as we go into the new year. So first and foremost, looking at our objectives, our first objective is to recognize God and his power and his strength. Our second objective is to recognize the power and strength that God has equipped you with. Our third objective is to consistently walk in purpose on purpose recognizing who you are, and then recognizing whose you are. Our fourth objective is recognizing that praise is normal or calmly for the upright, as the scripture says in Psalm number 33 and 1. It's normal. It's fitting. It's right. 
for the upright to praise God. So we want to recognize that praise is normal. So again, going back through our objectives, the first is recognize God and his power and strength. The second, recognize the power and strength God has equipped you with. Number three, consistently walk in purpose, on purpose, recognizing who and whose you are. And number four, praise is normal for the upright. So first of all, the power of God's divine enablement helps us to determine our predestined purpose. Oftentimes, for some reason, we think we're supposed to do this by ourselves. God has given all of us a purpose. He has a plan for all of our lives. But don't you know, you have to recognize that God divinely enables us. He's divinely going to help us to accomplish what it is that he has purposed, purposed in us. So you were never supposed to do it alone. You never had to do it on your own. So that way, off the top, you can get rid of fear. You can get rid of discouragement because nobody told you you had to do it on your own. God is faithful to help you through it. It's not about your finances. It's not about what you can afford to do. See, some of you think, well, I don't have the money for this and I don't have the money for that. It's not about how much money you have. It's not about how much money you have to invest in what you think your plan is. It's about God's ability. It is not about your ability. In the coming year, we need to recognize this isn't about what we can do ourselves. This is about putting our faith and our trust in God, knowing that he is faithful to perform just what he said he would do. If he said that he was going to use you for his glory, he's going to do it. So that means that he's going to equip you with everything that you need to be able to accomplish it. Everything he said that he will do. Recognize that you don't have to do this by yourself. It's not about you. It's not about what you can do. It's not about your abilities. It's not about your money. It's not about your limitations. It's all about God. So know that the power of God is not intimidated by your circumstances. I don't care what your issue is. I don't care what your circumstances are. I don't care what your living arrangements are. I don't care what your financial situation is. I don't care what your current job status is. This is not about your circumstances. And the power of God is not intimidated by any of that. He's not intimidated by any of the things that you think you can or can't do. Remember again, it is not about you. He's going to empower you. To accomplish your purpose. God's power transcends all of your human limitations. Remember Moses. Moses had a speech impediment. And God sends him to tell the Pharaoh that God said let his people go. How is it that God would use this man with a speech impediment? Because it wasn't about Moses' ability. It was about Moses being obedient. It was about Moses doing what he was called to do. It was about Moses doing what God said and walking in his purpose. And guess what? He equipped Moses to do it. How did he do that? He sent his brother Aaron with him. 
So you got somebody with you. But all God wants you to do is be obedient to his purpose for your life. We all reference Jeremiah 29 and 11, and we know that scripture very well. Don't you know that God has already planned your success? And he's already given you the power to be successful. So now, what's your excuse? You don't have to worry about your issues. Don't worry about your limitations. Don't be like Moses and saying, well, God, you know, I don't speak very well. You want me to go and tell your people what? You want me to go and do what? God, I don't I don't physically have that ability. No, stop making excuses. He's already set you up to be successful. According to Jeremiah 29, 11, he knows his plan for you. It's a plan to prosper you. It's a plan to move you forward. It's a plan to cause you to do well. God wants you to be successful. God never intended for you to be in a rut. Some of us get into ruts because of things that we've done. Because of bad decisions that we've made. Whether it's a bad financial decision. Whether it's a bad emotional decision. Whether it's a bad spiritual decision, whatever it is, many of us have gotten into ruts because of decisions that we've made. But don't you know that because God already has a plan for you, he will get you out of that rut. All you have to do is be willing and obedient and you'll be able to reap those benefits. Just do what he said do. Don't worry about how he's going to do it. Don't worry about who he's going to use to fix it. All you have to do is walk in your power. Walk in your purpose and praise God in the midst of the storm. Praise him for even the things that you can't see. Trust him when you can't trace him. God, I I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what it is that you want to do in me. And some of you may not even be sure of your purpose. Jesus told us that he was going away to prepare a place for us. And then While he was away, he was going to send us a comforter and a guide. That comforter is the Holy Spirit. That comforter is the Holy Ghost. That comforter also lets us know that we can do even greater works than he did because we trust God, because we believe God, and because the Spirit of God dwells in us. All that we have to do is allow the Holy Ghost to work through us. All we have to do is be obedient to God and follow God's plan for our lives. And he'll use us for his glory. We don't have to figure it out. The Holy Ghost in us leading and guiding us is all we need. Therefore, you will be successful Because he's your God. Therefore, you will be successful because he's already made preparations for the plans that he has for your life. Some of you may be asking what it is that you're supposed to be doing in the meantime. Some of you are not sure of your purpose. But in 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, in verses 14 through 16, the scripture lets us know. That we need to use the abilities that God has already given us. Many of us have gifts and we have talents that we simply are not using. Because you're focused on your issues. You're focused on your circumstances. 
You're focused on your past. You're focused on who did what to you and why did they do that to me? And you're dwelling and you're stuck. I don't care if it just happened yesterday. Don't get stuck. Some of us don't have a focus and we just continue to change gears. Some of us are simply all over the place. Today, you want to open a new restaurant. Three months ago, you wanted to open a bookstore. Six months ago, you wanted to open a child care facility. Last year, you said you weren't even going back to church because somebody hurt your feelings. You're up, you're down. Your emotions are just back and forward. And it's simply because you don't know who you are and you don't know whose you are. You're hot and cold all throughout the day. You don't know what you want to do. One minute you're mad, the next minute you're happy. People don't know whether to talk to you or not. So let me stop you right now. Remember, you cannot do this by yourself. If you don't stop trying to do things your way and submit to the will of God for your life, you are going to absolutely drive yourself nuts. Stop looking at the natural. You're angry because you feel like people didn't help you. You're angry because you feel like people didn't support you in your endeavors. That's not it. You're all over the place. You're off and on. You're calling people, asking them to invest in all 50 of your new business plans. People don't do that. Investments don't work like that. You don't even know your craft. You're trying to do things that God has not even called you to do. You need to know first and foremost what the will of God is for your life. Don't worry about what he's telling me to do in my life. Don't worry about what your neighbor is doing with their life. But you need to know what the will of God is for your life. Not what everybody else is doing. You need to pray and talk to God. Meditate on his word. Once he shows it to you, you study your craft. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved. And then you need to give it back to God. He'll give you the gift and the talent, but you need to give that gift and talent back to him. Don't go out trying to use it for the world. Give it back to God. And he'll open doors for you. He'll make room for you. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. And you don't have to worry about how much it costs. Because guess what? When it's God's will, it's also God's bill. He's going to pay for it. He's going to make a way for it. He's going to make provision for it. If it's what he told you to do, he will send the money. You don't have to look for investors. He'll send them to you. He'll send people in your direction that just want to give you something and are not looking for anything back. He'll send some people to you that he's told, go over and give brother so-and-so $10,000 so he can get this off the ground. He'll bless somebody in your church and multiply them so that they just look at you and say, I don't know what it is, but God just told me to give you this $20,000 for your business. God said you're going into business. But what you have to do 
is focus on the will of God for your life. Focus on those tasks that he give you to do as it relates to your purpose. And then keep a close watch on everything that you do or think as it pertains to your business. Don't just up and randomly do stuff. Don't just go with every wind and every doctrine and every time a different person tells you something, you jump up and run with it. Don't take advice from everybody. God has to lead and guide you through his spirit spirit in dwelling in you. As his spirit dwells in you, he leads you. He guides you. He gives you understanding of what it is that you need to do. But you got to stay true to what's right. You got to stay true to the will of God. And he'll bless you to be a blessing to other people. He's not going to bless you just for you to hoard your gift and hold on to it and hide it under a bushel, as the scripture says. But you're a light that sits on a hill and you can't be hid. So he's going to bless you to be a light for somebody else. That's the whole purpose. And that's real power. Not hoarding your gift, but using them to be a blessing. This is how we build the kingdom of God. And that's what it's all about. God gives you these gifts so that you can be a blessing to the kingdom. In Psalm number 148, many of us have read it. It's very similar to Psalm number 146. But in Psalm number 148, we recognize that not any part of creation is omitted from praising God. We learn that we should praise him because of the liberating work that he has done. And because of what he is doing in us, even at this very moment, at this very hour, he created the sun, he created the moon, and he created the stars to praise him. Because he's the same power that the heavenly host and the angels worship. Because he is the God who causes the grass to be green and then wither and then grow back again when the weather warms up. Because he's the God who causes birds to fly in the air, never falling from the sky. Because he is the God who is the everlasting judge of all kings and kingdoms. Power and power brokers, as the scripture says, rulers and rule breakers. He's still God. He is the inspiration for the young. He is the consolation for the old. He is the source of love and hope for every human being. So because he is our hope and he has placed gifts and talents within us for his purpose, because he gives us the power to do the things that he causes, called us to do. He gives us the power and equips us with everything that we need. To obey him and walk upright before him. Who wouldn't want to praise a God like this? We praise him by living according to his purpose for our being.
We praise him by obeying his word and doing what he's told us to do. We praise him by acknowledging that he is God and we can't even do this by ourselves. We praise him by walking in our calling. We praise him by seeking out our purpose and focusing on just that. We praise him because it's his plan for us to be successful. Our problem is that we associate praise with our pleasure rather than with God's pleasure. But we're not here to please ourselves. Your displeasure with your life should not affect your perspective on praise. So just because you are not where you want to be just yet, it should not cause you not to give God praise, honor, and glory. Just because you are not quite there yet, it shouldn't cause you not to give God praise, honor, and glory. And for some of you, you may be walking in your calling, but you better remember it's not about you. Because see, when you start to think that it's about you, you'll begin to pat yourself on the back. You'll begin to want to promote yourself and talk about I, I, I. And everything that people hear coming out of your mouth is all about you. It's not about you. It's always about God. But what happens is when you start to think it's about you, you stop praising God. You start looking at your own abilities. You think because you speak well. You think because you have a presence when you stand in the midst of people. You think because you have a certain job or you're on a certain income level that it has become about you. It's never about you. All praise, honor, and glory always goes to God. Just because things look well for you right now, don't lose your focus and begin to look at you. But the focus is on Jesus. The focus is on his purpose. The focus is on his plan. Therefore, your praise should always be on God, our creator, God, our healer, God, our deliverer. God, our strong tower, because if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have anything that you have. Not a thing. It could be here today and gone tomorrow. You better ask somebody that knows. I know God as a restorer. So we have to be careful when we stop praising God, because either you don't think he's worthy because you think you got it going on. Or you don't think he's worthy because you haven't seen the manifestation yet. Whatever your reason is. Stop focusing on your pleasure and focus on God's pleasure. And God is pleased when we praise him. He created us to praise him. We praise him because we realize it's not about us. It's all about him. And remember, only what you do for Christ will last. I don't care how many programs you put on. I don't care how many speeches you give. I don't care how many people applaud you and pat you on your back and give you accolades on your job. None of that matters if your focus is not about God. It's always about Jesus because that's what lasts. Those trophies don't last. Money doesn't even last. You can't take it with you when you die. But what you do for Christ is what lasts. We have to live with a reverent faith. 
oftentimes our belief is based on us seeing our way out or us being able to figure out what to do. Us being able to figure out how God is going to fix it. Us being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But what about when you can't see your way out? You just not going to praise him? What about when you don't know what to do? You just stop praising God and start talking crazy and start talking negative? Will you trust him when you can't trace him? When you don't know what he's up to, will you still trust him? What about... Having a reverence for God that's so real that we never have a desire to want to call another man reverend. Well, what are you talking about, preacher? I'm glad to tell you. We get so caught up in titles. And if you don't watch it, we'll be worshiping people and worshiping big name ministries and worshiping inanimate objects like your new car, your new house. And then we begin to forget in Matthew, the 23rd chapter, Jesus was talking about the Pharisees. And what happens a lot of times is we begin to to put on a show in front of certain folks and we begin to utilize certain wording and and we change and we act totally different. Because it's important to us what those people think about us. Guess what? It's not about those folks. It's not about putting on a show in front of certain people. It's not about even reverencing people. Now, the Bible tells us to give honor to whom honor is due. But when you begin to put people in front of God, you've messed up because people will fail you every single time. And that's why some of us are hurting right now, because we put our trust and our hope in a person rather than putting our trust in the God in them. The things that are important. To God, a lot of times we omit because we want to please people. We want to put on a show. We want to stand up in front of folks and act like we got it going on. Your new name is Sister Such and Much and Brother Got It Going On. No, that is not the case. Don't get so caught up in reverencing the wrong things that you forget that God is the one that you are supposed to give reverence. Don't forget it's not about you. Don't forget that it wasn't the alarm clock that woke you up this morning or the timer on your cell phone. Because God, if God didn't tap you, you still wouldn't move. I used to hear old preachers say you can take an alarm clock to the graveyard all night long, all day long, and ain't nobody going to move. Because it's not about the alarm clock. If God doesn't wake you. If God doesn't touch you, if God doesn't heal you, if God does not bring you out, it can't be done. And so since we know that he's able, that's who should get your praise. That's who should get your worship. That's who we give our glory to. All glory and honor belongs to God. And now some of you are thinking, well, you know, I am walking in my purpose and and, and I've been going through some things. I've been dealing with some things. Nobody told you this was going to be easy. What do you do when purpose leads you to some rough places? I'm glad you asked. Think about it. Joseph's purpose led him into a pit. It led him to prison. It led him into struggle and hard times. 
It led him into being lied on and talked about, misused, mistreated, having to run for his life. David's purpose led him to a giant. It led him to war. It caused him to have some enemies. It caused people who were once close to him to turn on him. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Jacob's purpose left him with a limp. Job's purpose in life led him to losing everything. He lost everything. He lost his stuff. He lost his wife. He lost his children. His friends turned their backs on him. He had nothing left. He lost his health. The three Hebrew boys walking in their purpose caused him to be thrown into a fiery furnace, left for dead. But one thing I know is it gets greater later. The same people who threw Joseph in a pit still had to come back to him when they were in need, as God had already elevated him to leadership. David became a king. Jacob is named in the lineage of Jesus. Job got double for his trouble. The Hebrew boys came out unharmed, smoke-free, and then it caused everybody else to give glory to God and bow down to their God. It was evident that God was with them. That's why I know it gets greater later. Even in my own life, even in yours, for some of you listening, you may have gone through some struggles, but some of you can testify and be a witness that it got greater later. You can testify to somebody else who may be going through right now. Go ahead and do what God called you to do. Because I assure you, for everything that you went through, God is a restorer. For everything that you lost, God will give it back and then some. For every sickness, he said you're already healed. For every time you feel down and depressed and you find yourself in a low place, you may as well lift up your head. Because he is a deliverer. Don't neglect walking in your purpose because you're afraid of what could happen. Don't stop if you already are walking in your purpose because you're at a rough patch right now. We're called to fulfill God's purpose even when there's injustice, even when it hurts, even when they do you wrong for no reason. It doesn't matter what they did. It doesn't matter what they said. And some of you may be asking right now, well, God, how do I do that? How do I just keep going and I'm hurting? How do I just keep going? And they did mistreat me. How do I do that? How do I handle that? I don't, I don't know what to do or how to do that. God never tells you. To do anything without equipping you for the journey. He equipped you with the power to forgive. He equipped you with the power to love. He equipped you with the power to succeed. 
He equipped you with tenacity. The Holy Ghost is your God consciousness. The Spirit of God applies the truth, which is the Word of God, and He'll bring that Word back to your remembrance just when you need it most. The Spirit of God takes up residence in your heart. He is your help. That's how you're going to do it. He's your helper. He is your comforter. He is your guide. That's how you're going to do it. You can do it because he'll lead you and guide you. He'll help you to forgive. He'll help your thoughts. He will help you through this and he'll remind you. That even when the enemy tries to come back and makes you make you angry about what they did, you or hurt you. Because of what they did to you, the Holy Ghost will remind you just like I forgave you. You need to forgive them. The Holy Ghost will remind you forgive your debts as you forgive your debtors. The Holy Ghost will remind you if you have an out with your brother, you need to go and get that right and then come and lay your gift on the altar to me. The Holy Ghost will remind you they are my children just like you are. Didn't you make mistakes? Haven't I forgiven you? The Holy Ghost will remind you you cannot allow hindrances any further to stop you from walking in your purpose. To make you feel like you're powerless. To make you feel like there is no way. To make you feel like you can't do this. You are already equipped because you are a child of God. You are already equipped because the Holy Ghost lives within you. You are already equipped because God leads and guides you into all truths. You are equipped. You can do this. You've got this and God is going to help you through it. We're a part of the kingdom of God and his purpose will be done in the earth through us. You can run, but you better ask Jonah. You can't hide. Jonah tried to run from doing what it was that God told him to do. And even in the mist of the ocean out on a big ship. The other folks around him had to throw him overboard because he was affecting them too. Because he was trying to hide. Because he was trying to run. You can't hide from God. And you know what I love about the Lord is that even when the people threw Jonah overboard, because people will, they will. But even when the folks threw him overboard, God sent a big fish to pick him up. You know why? Because he was not going to die without fulfilling the purpose of God in his life. You ain't going nowhere until God's plan for your life is fulfilled. So you can stop thinking. I just ain't going to do it. All right. Ain't nothing going to happen till you do. You can try to hide like Jonah. You can try to run like Jonah. But God sent that big fish to pick him up and hold him for just a little while. Now, you have to understand that even in the fish, Jonah wasn't going to die, but he wasn't in a comfortable place either. 
I'm sure it didn't smell good in there because everything that that fish had eaten had to be down in there with him. I don't really think it was any plush, comfortable pews for Jonah to sit on. And I'm sure it was a dark and lonely place. Jonah was probably thinking he, he didn't know what to do. How did I end up here? Which is what some of you are thinking right now. You may be in a low place. You may be wondering, how did I end up in this place? How did I end up so depressed? How did I end up with this financial status? How did I end up in this relationship that I know God is not in? Some of you may be asking yourself right now, how did I end up outside the church and went from missing one Sunday to missing a month to I ain't been to church in a year? How did I end up in this place? How did I get here? Well, I want you to know that no matter what God has to do, he'll send a rescue just for you. Whether your rescue comes in the form of a word through your neighbor, through a friend, through a family member, whether your rescue comes in the form of a job opportunity that you hadn't even expected and had forgotten all about applying to, whether your rescue comes in the form of a check in the mail, whatever it is that God wants you to do. I want you to know that he's going to equip you to do just what he said that he would do. So now Jonah was in the belly of this fish and God didn't just cause the fish to release him, but he released him on dry ground. So that he could then go forward and do what he was supposed to do. He still released him into a place of safety. He didn't just throw him back out in the ocean because that's the kind of God we serve. So even when God takes you from that place. Where you may think you're going to die. Where you may think you're not going to make it. Where you may think you're just going to give up. I want you to know that God will release you to a place of safety. And then equip you with exactly what you need to perform the promise that's on your life. David said, even if I make my bed in hell. I can't be out of the reach of God. And I want you to know that God knows exactly where you are right now, mentally, physically and emotionally. God knows exactly where you are. Even if you make your bed in hell, you can't hide from God. Even if you make your bed in hell, you can't be out of reach from God. Even if you are listening and you're utilizing drugs or alcohol right now, even if you are listening and you feel like Satan has just taken over your whole world, I want you to know that you are not out of the reach of God. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter how bad the sin is that you've committed, you are not outside of the reach of God. There is no mountain too high. There is no valley too wide. And there is no river too deep. There is no place too dark where God can't reach you. Because when God shows up, he is the light. So it don't matter if you're trying to hide in darkness. And even in darkness... Baby, God sees you. He knows exactly what you're doing. He knows exactly what you've done. He knows who you've done it with. He's just waiting on you to be ready. He's waiting on you to be ready to come back home. He's waiting on you to be ready to get it together. He's waiting on you to be ready to trust him and be for real this time. Because you knew better. 
but you chose alternatives. You knew better. You knew about God. You knew about the word, but somebody disappointed you and somebody hurt you and somebody dropped you. But even with that, God is still right there waiting on you. In this coming year, it is imperative that we remember power, purpose, and praise. The body of Christ has many members, but we all have a purpose. And that purpose is not just for you, but it is to build up the kingdom of God. All of the individual parts of the body join fitly together for God's purpose. That means that your purpose doesn't conflict with mine. It means that my purpose doesn't conflict with yours. Because we're all a part of a corporate plan, just like an orchestra. In the orchestra, you may play the flute. Somebody else may play the violin. Another may play the harp. And with God as the conductor, we all can play together and make beautiful music. We don't all have to have the same instrument. And our sheet music is going to vary because we play different parts. My role is not your role and your role is not my role. But with God as my conductor and yours, it's important that we play. Don't just sit back and not play. Stop focusing on what you lost. Stop focusing on your pain. Stop focusing on who hurt you. We serve a God who will restore everything that you lost and then some. Let go of your pain and be healed. We need you in the orchestra. Your role is important to the kingdom. Your role is important to God. He has plans for you. And I get it. Maybe you've messed up. Maybe you haven't played your instrument in so long, it's gotten dusty and old and rusty. Maybe you're afraid that you could mess up again. Well, first of all, come back. Just come back. And let me be the first to welcome you home. We're here to help you. The power of God will lead and guide you. And he's going to teach you. What you need to know. And then the Holy Ghost. Will bring back to your remembrance. All of the things that you thought you forgot. You didn't forget as much as you thought you did. We want to welcome you home. I want you to know that it's never too late. And no matter what you've done. You have not. Gone too far for God to welcome you home. He's waiting on you. And for some of you, maybe you never physically left the kingdom. But you haven't been doing what it is that God wants you to do.
it's not too late for you either. Maybe you've been just sitting on the sidelines watching everybody else play in the orchestra, but you're uncertain about your role or your instrument. You're uncertain about your part in this. Well, I've got some good news for you. Not only does God, the conductor, give instructions while we're playing, but he also teaches parts during practice. As you are seeking God in prayer, and maybe you need to go on a fast, as you are studying his word, he will show you not only what instrument he wants you to play, but he'll equip you with the ability to play it. He'll give you everything that you need. And then once he does, you just continue to study to show yourself approved. You continue to practice and do what he's told you to do on a daily and consistent basis. You play your instrument every chance you get. And then when we all come together in fellowship with the rest of the body of Christ, you are an integral part of the beautiful music that we make together as the people of God. Glory to God. As we begin to close out 2017 and go into 2018, we have to remember it is in the Father's plan for us to be successful. So for everything that you've dealt with in the previous year, for the things that didn't go well, for the areas of your life that suffered loss or lack, leave them in 2017 and recognize that 2018 is your new beginning. Make up in your mind today that you can strut on into your new year. You can strut on into your new beginning with your head held high because you know that God keeps his promises for everything you lost this year, whether it was your fault or somebody else's. Let it go. Forgive them. Forgive yourself. And go in with your God-given authority. Make up in your mind that my past will no longer hold me captive in Jesus name. My pain will no longer hold me captive in Jesus name. Sickness will no longer hold me captive in Jesus name. My own mental limitations have to go in Jesus name. Negative people, negative thoughts, negative words, bad habits. It's all got to go in Jesus name. I will no longer be held captive and sit on the sideline when I know God has an instrument for me to play in the kingdom. Recognize and know that God has given you power from on high. He's given you power to walk right. He's given you the power to talk right. He's given you the power to think right. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Put on the mind of Christ. Don't allow your mind to make you wonder. Treat other people right. I'm going to treat myself right because my mind is renewed. He's given me the power to love right. 
He's given me the power to give right. And he's given me the power to live right. I'm walking in purpose, on purpose, in Jesus' name. So there are no more inconsistencies with my life. I can't be lukewarm. I have a role in the kingdom. My gift is needed. My talent is needed. Don't let the enemy tell you you're nothing and you're nobody. Nobody wants you and nobody cares about you. The devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. And he came to kill, steal, and destroy you. But make up in your mind that you will not sit on the sideline any longer. Make up in your mind and say to yourself, I'm walking in the will of God for my life from this day forward. I want to please God. I'm tired of being all over the place. All those things I tried to do on my own, they didn't work anyway. It's God's way. I'm ready now. I've made up my mind. I won't turn back anymore. And now, just like in Psalm number 146, I'm really ready. I'm ready to really praise God. If you thought I got on your nerves in 2017, you ain't seen nothing yet. I made up in my mind that I'll praise him as long as I live, like the psalmist said, even with my dying breath. I know that my help comes from the Lord. Even when others fall away, Lord, I'll praise you. Your word says happy is the man whose God is his helper, whose hope is in the Lord. Lord, my hope is in you, in you. God is all I've got. You're the only one who is consistent in our lives. You've never changed God. We did. So God, our hope is in the God who made heaven and earth. The seas and everything in them. Our hope is in the God who keeps every promise. If he said he'll do it, that he will do. He gives justice to the poor and the oppressed. He sets the captives free. He opens blinded eyes. He lifts heavy burdens. There is no greater love than this. He protects us. He cares for us. He even turns the plan of the wicked. When they set out to harm you. He turns it around so that all things are working together for your good because you love God and you are the called according to his purpose. He is the righteous God and he will reign forever. He is the king of all kings. He is Lord of lords. He is king in every generation. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. This has been Eve's Corner, and I'm so thankful and so happy that you've joined us on today. I pray that you've been blessed, empowered, and encouraged by the word of God on today. Hold your head up high and strut into your new year with power, purpose, and praise because God has big plans for you. If you would like to donate to Campbell Ministries, simply go to my website, CampbellMinistries.com. And I'm asking that you will partner with me. Although the gospel is free, ministry costs. And I'm asking that you will commit to sowing into this ministry on a consistent basis. Sow into this ministry on a monthly basis. Just pray and ask God for the amount that you should sow. Once you make a decision, go to my website and simply click on the donate link. And it'll take you from there. 
with instructions as to how to be a consistent giver. As a partner of this ministry, I'm committed to intercede for you, to pray for you, to keep you lifted up before the Lord. Campbell Ministries is doing some wonderful things. So this is a good ground. This is good ground to sow in. Not only are we available for ministerial purposes to officiate over services, but we also provide job readiness services. We provide job relevance services and trainings, as well as business etiquette trainings for your churches, for your organizations, and for your community at large. We also minister to young ladies and their families through your Big Sister's Closet. Your Big Sister's Closet was organized to provide prom attire to young ladies who otherwise wouldn't be able to attend their senior prom. So if you have gently used formal wear, such as evening gowns or cocktail attire of all sizes, please donate them. Send them to Campbell Ministries. You may send them to P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi, 39236. Again, that address is P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi, 39236. You may also drop by the Campbell Ministries Facebook page. Let us know if we've been a blessing to you and your family on this year. Campbell Ministries also has a book club, which you can also find on Facebook. It's called the Women's Empowerment Book Club. We need more members, and we always need more book suggestions. Our goal is to simply be a blessing to the people of God and to encourage you to keep pressing, keep moving, keep growing in God, keep doing what it is that God has called you to do. And then lastly, if you're in the Jackson, Mississippi area, and you don't have a church home, stop by the Wordful Gospel Baptist Church, where our pastor is Elder Frederick Stewart. We're located at 3023 Percy V. Simpson Drive. Again, that's in Jackson, Mississippi at 3023 Percy V. Simpson Drive. Stop by. We just want to love on you, treat you like family, and then teach you about the will and the word of God. Thank you again so much for joining. God bless you. Happy New Year. Keep pressing. Oh.